Section 14 of the Book of American Negro Poetry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Gore. The Book of American Negro Poetry, edited by James Weldon Johnson. Section 14. Leslie Pinckney Hill. Tuskegee. Wherefore this busy labor without rest? Is it an idle dream to which we cling here where a thousand dusky toilers sing unto the world their hope? Build we our best by hand and thought, they cry, although unblessed. So the great engines throb and anvils ring, and so the thought is wedded to the thing. But what shall be the end, and what the test? Dear God, we dare not answer. We can see not many steps ahead, but this we know. If all our toilsome building is in vain, availing not to set our manhood free, if envious hate roots out the seed we sow, the South will wear eternally a stain. Christmas at Melrose Come home with me a little space, and browse about our ancient place. Lay by your wanted troubles here, and have a turn of Christmas cheer. These sober walls of weathered stone can tell a romance of their own, and these wide rooms of devious line are kindly meant in their design. Sometimes the north wind searches through, but he shall not be rude to you. We'll light a log of generous girth for winter comfort, and the mirth of healthy children you shall see about a sparkling Christmas tree. Eleanor, leader of the fold, Hermione with heart of gold, Elaine with comprehending eyes, and two more yet of coddling size, Natalie pondering all that's said and Mary with the cherub head. All these shall give you sweet content and care-destroying merriment, while one with true Madonna grace moves round the glowing fireplace where Father loves to muse aside and Grandma sits in silent pride. And you may chafe the wasting oak or freely pass the kindly joke to mix with nuts and home-made cake and apples set on coals to bake or some fine carol we will sing in honor of the manger king or hear great milton's organ verse or plato's dialogue rehearse what socrates with his last breath sublimely said of life and death these dear delights we fain would share with friend and kinsman everywhere and from our door see them depart each with a little lighter heart summer magic so many cares to vex the day so many fears to haunt the night my heart was all but weaned away from every lure of old delight then summer came announced by june with beauty miracle and mirth 
She hung aloft the rounding moon, she poured her sunshine on the earth. She drove the sap and broke the bud, she set the crimson rose afire. She stirred again my sullen blood and waked in me a new desire. Before my cottage door she spread the softest carpet nature weaves, and deftly arched above my head a canopy of shady leaves. Her nights were dreams of jeweled skies, her days were bowers rife with song, and many a scheme did she devise to heal the hurt and soothe the wrong. For on the hill or in the dell, or where the brook went leaping by, or where the fields would surge and swell with golden wheat or bearded rye, I felt her heart against my own. I breathed the sweetness of her breath till all the cark of time had flown, and I was lord of life and death. THE TEACHER Lord, who am I to teach the way to little children day by day, so prone myself to go astray? I teach them knowledge, but I know how faint they flicker and how low the candles of my knowledge glow. I teach them power to will and do, but only now to learn anew my own great weakness through and through. I teach them love for all mankind and all God's creatures, but I find my love comes lagging far behind. Lord, if their guide I still must be, oh, let the children see the teacher leaning hard on thee. End of section 14. Recording by David Gore.